0: Force proximity. We're a husband and wife team that read romance books and watch romance movies. I'm romance reader Jonathan, and with me is my romance writer, what wife? Wife, <laughs> my wife, <laughs> romance writer Megan. This week's movie so is a double feature of Fever Pitch, Fever Pitches, <laughs> Fever Pitches. <laughs> the original starring Colin Firth and Ruth Gemel and the remakes starring Jimmy Fallon, and Drew Barrymore. Now, before we get into anything, we still have our challenge of getting Forest Proximity 100 ratings by June 1st. All you have to do is give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or a thumbs up on Pandora. Wherever you listen to us that gives us a positive rating, go ahead and do that. So I follow Apple Podcasts, right? All right. And when we started this challenge, we had nine ratings, Okay. And after a week of this, so far we still have nine ratings.
1: <laughs> oh man, I thought you were gonna like get no. you got my hopes up for a minute.
0: <laughs> and if I got your hopes up listening, that means you didn't click. So just go give <laughs> us a- <laughs> go give us a five star. And- that
1: means they probably clicked already and
0: How yeah. there's only nine. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it takes a while, like for it to catch up. I don't know, but just give us a five star rating, please. If especially if you're like a regular listener that listens on Apple Podcasts. yeah, so easy.
1: Um, can I make another announcement? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my book—if you ever have wanted to read—well, that was awkward by Megan Montgomery. You can read it for free right now. You can download it for free on Amazon Amazon Kindle. You can use the Kindle app if you don't have an Amazon uh, e-reader. Um, but you can, uh, yeah, just uh, download it for free. It's uh, free until Tuesday. Yep. So awesome. one more day.
0: All right. So fever pitches.
1: Fever pitches.
0: I knew that – I. I I first saw the baseball one. And I knew it was a remake.
1: Yeah, same.
0: But I never had any interest in watching the original.
1: I come from the crowd of, (laughs) you didn't see the original, it's so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm usually not. Um, I take that advice of a grain of salt because there's so many times the remake is better. The 1959 Ben-Hur, I think, is a lot better than the 1920-something Ben-Hur. And that's a remake. I mean, every movie, so, not every movie, but there are so many movies that are remakes. And you don't even realize
0: yeah. that they're
1: remakes of remakes of remakes, that they started in the silent movie era <laughs> and then they've been they got remade in like nineteen thirty something, and then they got remade as a musical in the fifties, and then they got remade as like some like really weepy melodrama in the seventies, and then they might get remade in the two thousands. So you know what is what is even the original? Yeah. Michael, so it's not Michael always Bane, better.
0: Michael Bay might get a hold of it and
1: uh her <laughs> Pitch. Well, like add Ben some aliens? Ben Hur
0: or something. I could see him doing that.
1: I think that would be awesome. Ben-Hur got remade. Did it? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I don't think Michael Bay did it. Cause no. Because there would be Transformers and Explosions and shit.
1: I think that's the only way you can do that. I mean, we have a a very awesome chariot race. Like, the film is all about the chariot race. Yes. And it's really cool. And, it, yeah, it's long. I mean, it is not 2000-whatever, 2000 2021 filmmaking standards but if you like older films and you can sit through this film to get to the chariot race it's really impactful so
0: um it got remade in 2016
1: did we see that no obviously it didn't leave a good impression
0: no it um rodrigo santoro played jesus jack houston played ben-hur Play judo.
1: Rodrigo Santoro. Isn't that Xerxes? Xerxes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Pillu Asbeck. Play Pontius Pilate. Oh,
1: yeah. Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> You're, I don't... I can't even picture him as Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> hey, you can't take a sip when I'm taking I'm a sorry.
0: Sip. <laughs> well... We
1: can't both be drinking... <laughs> Ben, <laughs> on the radio.
0: Ben-Hur got remade, so and okay. Michael Bay didn't make it.
1: Well, we're not going to watch it on the podcast. No.
0: I was just because wondering.
1: it it's, what, a love story between, you know, I don't know, I guess in part, Tirza and Judah Ben-Hur and a buddy story between... I, I don't know. We're not going to talk about it because <laughs> cause I'm going to do a deep dive into Ben-Hur's.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Fever pitch. Let's. I'll just get the first question out of the way. Which version did you like better?
1: The unoriginal second version. Well, it was
0: super original.
1: Yes, the the remake. The remake, and yes, it was very. It was original. It just wasn't the original.
0: I did as well, and I always forget it's a Ferrelli brother movie.
1: Okay. I don't think I've seen another Ferelli Brother movie.
0: You've never seen Dumb and Dumber?
1: Ew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, me, myself, there's a reason. Irene. Yeah, there's a reason why I haven't seen a Ferrelli Brother movie. <laughs> because all I have to do is see the trailer, and I think that's not for me. And I uh, don't know.
0: I love Forelli Brother movies. Um,
1: the little Jack Black. Uh, I was Shat watching Lohan. The English Patient when other people were <laughs> watching Ferrelli brother movies. Well, this is a good one. This is one Ferrelli brother movie. This is one I like.
0: One the the one farelli brother This is movie. the one. Yeah. I think I think you might like the one with Jack Black. I do like Jack Black. What the hell? Is I just shallow how? I think you might like that one. We can uh, actually do that one on the podcast too. We
1: can. I don't like it. I've seen it. I don't like it, but we can do it for the podcast.
0: I mean, if we run out of stuff, we can do that one.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. It's uh. It's okay.
0: All right. So in Fever Pitch, this is this is gonna be weird because we have a set of questions, They're but it's usually
1: all the same. So we have to call it Fever Pitch One and Fever Pitch Two, maybe.
0: Uh I guess what are we gonna do? I know.
1: Well we'll we'll figure Both the out.
0: original and remake. All right. So in the original yes. what did and didn't work for you?
1: Okay. Um so the original stars Colin Firth, that worked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Colin Firth looked like Monty Don.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody knows who that is. Well, well no, up. we have British listeners, so yeah. they probably do. Okay, so I love, I love Colin Firth. This is two years after he was Mister Darcy, which I didn't know, because I was thinking, damn, his face is really Darcy esque in that scene or in that close up, yeah. and he had some. They they put in some odd close ups. I don't know if that's a Nick Hornsby thing, like if he had influence over this movie, because it's based on the Nick Hornsby book Mm -hmm. or Hornby. I don't know. Hornby, I think Um, it's based on his book, which, you know, good for him. All of his books get made into movies. So he's like raking in the dough. Um, I, I don't his, his movies generally have like a, odd sort of timing that i really like and i think this movie didn't have that but it also had a lot of close-ups of colin firth's face and the camera seemed to like really linger when i was getting like uncomfortable (laughs) it's like okay that's that's enough of colin firth's face (laughs) (laughs) i don't know and i really think that they were trying to like pull in those like darcy-esque vibes And he has a great face. You can tell his facial expressions. He is too good of an actor for this role. Yeah. Like he was, he was doing, he, he made it so believable. And I think the infuriating part for me, and I'm getting into what didn't work with this. uh, He, he was insufferable as a human being and as a boyfriend he, this, this, he did not deserve his happy ending. This didn't need to be a romance. This is a romance. And okay, so the tagline of this movie, do you have it in front of you? I don't. I deleted it. Can you pull it up while I talk? Yep. The tagline of this movie is perfect. Because it's not just a romance between the guy and the girl. It's a romance between the guy and the girl and there's this like love triangle between All
0: right. Life gets complicated when you love one woman and worship 11 men.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super love triangle. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like okay, so the the camera has all these close-ups on Colin Firth's face and he's doing a lot and you can see him thinking like you can see his character consider am i doing the right thing uh and he he wants to do the right thing he wants to pull away he wants to like reach for the woman that is really into him for no reason and I mean, the only reason she seems to be into him is that he played Mr. Darcy. That's the only thing. That's well, the only I thing. Mean... He's not attractive. His hair's frizzy. His clothes are awful. Even in the 90s, his clothes are pretty awful. Um, I mean, he's a teacher that people like, but he's not even, she doesn't even appreciate his teaching style.
0: Well, this movie also takes place in the 80s.
1: That's right. It takes place in eighty nine. So yeah, I guess he's probably dressed okay for nineteen eighty nine because men's fashion then was not great. I mean, even suits didn't look good in the eighties. Um. So yeah, but his face was doing this. Like, I want to do the right thing, and I just can't. And and he always chooses the wrong thing. <laughs> he does. He always he? chooses. To be the bad guy and and what is the Sarah is the his girlfriend's name. Sarah comes back to him and he has not changed
0: Not at all.
1: He's going to even get worse because his team that hadn't won in 18 (laughs) years has now won. So that means he's gonna think that he has to stay in that crappy little apartment for the rest of his life. He's gonna have to watch the games with his leather jacket on and standing by the door. That's what he's gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know you sports fan people.
0: I'm not like that. You used to be. I used to be, but I'm not <laughs> Well. Alright, let me let me play uh devil's advocate here for him. Oh god. Oh, how old was he?
1: Uh, I don't know. Was Is he it... in his 30s? I think so.
0: Oh, that's not okay.
1: <laughs> in your <laughs> 20s?
0: <laughs> no, it's okay to be in your 30s, obviously.
1: <laughs> Colin Firth, when he played the character, was 37. I think he had to have been in, like, he had to have been playing at least 30.
0: By 30, you should work have worked that shit out.
1: But he didn't have his had his life completely set up that he didn't have to. I, I think Sarah needed to come along when he was 25, like at by the time he was 30 ish or whatever he whatever age he was, his character is um he already needed to have a woman come along and push him out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen. No. When you're 30 and you have your whole your, – your your apartment is five steps away from the front door of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and when, you're, um, when your entire wardrobe is arsenal clothing and when your
0: – Or favorite team clothing, <sighs> insert here.
1: Oh, well, I'm specifically talking about the first movie. Okay. Um, I when you're, when you're, I don't know when all your friends are also Arsenal fans that really like, they get you and they don't push you, and they're also in the thick of it with you. There's, you don't change.
0: But his one friend, yeah, seemed to have his shit together. Yes. Uh, but
1: that's when. But when you come, there's some weird psychological thing with sports fans where they don't see that as healthy. They see that as you're not a big enough fan. It's very like like they're under. Uh, it's like they're being emotionally abused by their favorite team. In can a I way.
0: interject on this one as the sports fan in the room? Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it what you're saying like rings true but it's not a hundred percent true obviously nothing is i'm talking
1: about those deep sports fans yeah but they make movies like this about they make
0: movies like about them for a reason they're not that's not the norm
1: right i know i'm not talking about all sports fans i'm talking about these this particular sports fan if if
0: i'm if i'm sitting with a friend of mine who's a fan of another team yeah and we're watching his team yeah, I'll watch it with him and say, "Dude, you're acting like an asshole. <laughs> just chill." <laughs> and then we'll go watch my team, and he'll say the same thing to me. Okay. So when you're watching your team, just something happens. But Colin Firth in yeah. this movie didn't have someone saying, "Dude, you're acting like an asshole." Yeah. Come back, come back to reality here for a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, he. Uh... Lord Blackthorne tried to, but <laughs> I don't think that's his name.
0: And even I think you're getting well, that. That right. was his
1: name in Sherlock.
0: I don't think it was something
1: like that. It's something really cool and creepy. Um, he tried his hardest, but he did it through humor, and he and I think Colin Firth is autistic. Yeah, and, I agree and with that. Humor didn't really It wasn't landing. No, like he needed someone to sit him down and say. You cannot be like this anymore. And I'm hoping Lord Blackthorne does that later when the baby comes.
0: So the actor's name is Mark Strong. Yes. And the character you're saying (laughs) is Lord Henry Blackwood.
1: Blackwood. Okay.
0: But Mark Strong. And I I I,
1: always see him as Lord Blackwood. (laughs) I I know.
0: I think of more as Merlin from the Kingsman. Because that he's okay. a good guy in that movie. He is
1: <laughs> I, I think of him as a good guy, but I also think of him aesthetically, he's Lord Blackwood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time we've like been introduced to him was that movie. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. But he was Mark Strong was his one friend that we ever saw. Yeah. And kind of like they, they indulged in football together and
1: well yeah there's that opening scene that was really great when they're talking about um uh why aren't we football players and <laughs> lord blackwood says i think it's the smoking <laughs> and colin first it's not the smoking it's the crapness <laughs> it's great ah oh, great british humor in this movie but, i love this movie and
0: i was gonna it say it just doesn't that's what worked for happy. me
1: yes yeah.
0: That's what worked for me was the dry mm-hmm. deadpan humor. hmm
1: I don't think I could like exist in England. I would just be like laughing all the time because like you Englanders have my sense of humor.
0: You old Englanders.
1: Old Englanders. <laughs> my people.
0: Uh what didn't work for me, I think. Just piggyback up with you, This movie is not a romance. It shouldn't be.
1: It technically it is but I am really okay. I am really sad for this woman Sarah.
0: This movie should be more of a cautionary tale than a romance. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. ladies don't get involved with a guy that's this involved with his team. Guys cut the apron strings from your team a little bit.
1: Yeah. I kind of like it because I I mean what's it Paul something? Colin Firth's character yeah. seemed he like I've never seen a better portrayal of an autistic person on screen like a normal autistic person not like a savant with a ton of like extra OCDisms yeah. like like just pure autism this is how it reads and this is to me this is what his personality it was all about that yeah so um I kind of like that he got his happy ending for that like he can de- continue his worship of the soccer team and he can continue like he gets he gets a baby and he gets a wife. And I, I do like that. He's just his girlfriend gets pregnant. She's thinking, oh, crap, like this guy's not going to be a good dad. And then he's like, OK, well, fine. We'll get married. We'll have a baby. We'll, like, you know. This is this is my life now. And Are you it's, talking about the scene good. at
0: the restaurant?
1: Yes, I think.
0: You thought that was okay. Yes, you did. I thought he was really <laughs> manic in that scene.
1: Oh uh, no, I I think.
0: I thought he was like having a um like, <laughs> for no lack he... of a better a manic attack, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a manic episode. Yeah, I think th- yes, I think both. Okay, I think he got he got a little too excited about it, a little too up. But at the same time, I really like that he just, you know, okay, this is happening. I'm going to deal with it. And I feel like that's an also an autistic trait because I'm writing that actually in my book right now. I disagree um, with what
0: that's what was happening.
1: You don't think he was just.
0: I think he was faking it to make it. I don't think. He was oh, actually, I actually. I
1: don't think so.
0: I don't think he was actually gung ho. I think he was. He was trying to will himself into it.
1: I don't think so. You don't No. I think he was um he was thinking, Well this is great. Now I have somebody that I can continue this legacy with. In the same way that his father brought him to games and got him started. Well, I um, hope so.
0: I hope that's what I hope you're right.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think that it was um
0: that that's the impression I, I got. I think
1: it was possible for him to put something on.
0: That's true. Like when he was he was walking and talking with his headmaster. Yeah. About the promotion, yeah. He's and like, he, he's like, "I need this promotion. I just knocked up the English teachers."
1: <laughs> yes, just point. He was just blunt. He's
0: like, you did what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm gonna marry. You, of course, he's like, dude,
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't do this. <laughs> and before the the guy, the headmaster was trying to get him to apply for this job because they thought he'd be really good at it. And he's like, "But I don't need any more money. I'm fine."
0: Yeah, I, like, I have enough for my tickets. I have enough And for I don't rent. want to
1: do any more work. <laughs> that's what he told his boss. That's Like, if that isn't an autistic thing. But
0: that reminded me of me in my early 20s.
1: Yeah, that's how you were. But you wouldn't have said that, like, no. point blank. You wouldn't have said, you would have, like, manipulated your way around doing less work. Not, like, just flat out said, no thanks, I don't want to do any more work that could interfere with my own life.
0: Yeah, that reminded me of me. Um... I'm not like that anymore. I basically have three no. jobs now.
1: So. Yeah, you're making up for lost time.
0: Of <laughs> well, one job, I don't get paid for.
1: What's that? This one. Oh yes. <laughs> um. So,
0: do you want to do one movie and then go back to the other movie? Or do you want to? Do you want to do both movies no, at the same
1: let's, time? Let's do both movies at the same time, so we can compare as yeah, we go. Exactly. I okay. think that'll. That would make a more comprehensive comparison.
0: Now, switching gears over to Ferrelli brother fever pitch. Yeah. FFFB. No. FBFB. FBFB. Whatever. We're not going to go with that.
1: No, we're not. Baseball
0: fever pitch. Mm Mm-hmm. Clever way to keep the title. Yes. And just so happens to happen... To come out the year the Red Sox. Yeah. Break the Curse of the Bambino. The
1: stars aligned when that movie was being made. I mean, seriously, it had been ninety-six years. What did they say? I think it was ninety-six years since they had won the nineteen eighteen to two
0: thousand four.
1: The what is it called? The The The, World World Series. The World Series. (laughs) <laughs> the baseball stanley cup <laughs> um, and this is the year they made the movie well, and this is the year that the red sox won i love that and
0: how great was it when he opened the box like this smells like the year i
1: know that's my favorite part <laughs> All this right, smells I'll, like the year. And it was. It I'll was let, the year. I'll let
0: you go first on what worked and what didn't work. Because my what didn't work is kind of out of the box. Okay. but So you go first.
1: Um, I loved the chemistry between Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Fallon yes. Um, Jimmy Fallon is just like a really extraordinary person to watch. Because... You can just see like kindness like radiate off of him. Yeah. But at the same time he's goofy, but not obnoxiously so. He's just the perfect amount of like lovable, sweet goofball. And I th- and I think Drew Barrymore also has that. She just is so nice. And together in this movie, I think you were really rooting for them both because those those two people, it seems like they don't have like a mean bone in their body. So you really want them to find their happily ever after. And um, I think that's really what worked. Plus, it was really—it's really good filmmaking. This harkens back to a Nora Ephron film, and I know it's two thousand five, so we're not too far out of that. But this is before—you know—you didn't need some kind of like weird, weird twist
0: to make it a like
1: a gritty romance with humor that you'd have to do today. Um, Yeah, it was pretty fluffy. No, I don't mean I don't mean that it's fluffy because I think there was a lot of angst.
0: I don't mean fluffy like
1: that. It's it, um I feel like if you if you wrote a rom-com today, it has to have some kind of crazy twist, like in the end he's a ghost or something. <laughs> or I mean look at that romance, I forgot what it's called, but the the rival farms in Ireland. I think it's Ireland, and and you know the ending. The guy comes out like the.
0: Did I see that?
1: No, we didn't see it. It's. How <laughs> am I gonna? <laughs> because I've been talking about it. Oh, Wild Mountain Time with Emily Blunt and the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Um. They are children of neighboring farmers. And they kind of loved each other their whole life and I think they finally get together and at the end he says, oh, by the way, I'm a honeybee. And he's like seriously thinks he's a honeybee. And I feel like that's, you know, that's what modern rom-coms need. Not not that they need it, but that's what they're doing right now with, yeah. with the genre.
0: So this is like... This is the this changing is, of the guard. This is the old guard.
1: This is the old guard. The last yeah. of it. It's a really good. I mean, the pacing is perfect. You have, you have a great, like, double grovel. Even though she does, hers isn't really a grovel. Hers is just to stop him. Hers is a I grand gesture. Was, I I don't think it was. I think it was just.
0: <sighs> it wasn't a grovel. It was her being selfless. Yeah. Because she loved him.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess she grand gestured. Um but it wasn't specifically to get him back.
0: No. It was because she loved him and she knew she he loved his team. Yeah. And the Red Sox and that those tickets and meant his more seats And yeah, the tickets meant more than just watching the game. It was like a connection with his uncle. It was a connection with people that like helped him grow up. Yeah, it was more to him than a game. Yes. and she figured that out. Yes, when he said he told her, when he got mad that mm. they missed that game, he's like, "It's not more. It's not just a game. It's more than a game to me." Yeah, and it was. It was his. It's his. Uh, like, it's how he grew up. Yes. It was his safety net as a, for as a That's person,
1: more of his home, yeah than he ever thought, yeah, but at the same time, you grow up and you you have to leave the roost, you do, so while I appreciate that, and while um what's her name, drew Barrymore, she appreciated that, she could see it for what she could see it for that, but at the same time, it was even even for a sports fanatic with season tickets who lived basically in an apartment designed like the green monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's over the top, especially when it comes to, you know, he hurt the person that he loved. She was willing to deal with all of yep. that crazy. Yep. She's not willing to get hurt by it. Nope. And that is the huge difference between the two movies. And that's why this one worked for me when the other one didn't. As a romance. And
0: that, that's where the Ferrelli brothers fixed it. Yes. Where I Jimmy Fallon's character did see, like, okay, I do love this. You guys are my family. Yeah. But I have to move on.
1: Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he gives up his season tickets. It means sometimes he but, lets his friends have the Yankees tickets. Have both
0: tickets. Yeah. Have, yeah.
1: have both. Have yeah, he both doesn't have to go to every
0: game. But... Right. But by him selling those tickets, yeah. showed her
1: that he was willing to give up the thing that matters most to him, and he's, he he's willing to show her that she matters most now. Yeah. Like and he said, so he passed. said,
0: if like coming to these games will just remind me remind me of what I gave up to to have these seats. Yeah. So I'd rather if I can't have her, I'd rather have neither. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a sign of growing up. I agree. And she, she put two and two together because she was, she was a sharp, sharp <laughs> girl. <laughs> and she stopped him from doing that. And, you know, now the Yankees are coming to town, but I have tickets to go to Paris. We're going to go to Paris. Hey, buddies.
1: Yeah. Go see the Yankees. Or, hey, my child is born. And instead of like having to, you know, you know, hurry up with the labor, uh, so we can go to the game later. Yeah. <laughs> like you think he I- can just be like, Hey, my kid was born on a Yankees game day.
0: Yeah. Well, we have first hand experience of that.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> our kid was born during the Super Bowl. At
0: kickoff of the Super Bowl. Yeah. The yeah.
1: football Stanley Cup. The- <laughs>
0: Which I don't I know. Something like I didn't I try to sneak out and watch the game. or anything. No, you didn't. If, I anyone was really is, if anyone is trying, like, thinking I did that, no. I. I
1: no, I, we even offered to put it on for you. And no, I think. It didn't matter. I remember that. And
0: whatever. Yeah. All right. So, what didn't work for you? I'm going to agree with everything for what did work. It was just a better film, and everything seemed to fall in place where it should have. Yeah. Is what did work. What yeah. didn't work for you? Or did anything not work for you?
1: I mean, there are parts when Drew Barrymore's acting was a little, like, awkward, but I I really think that nothing didn't work for me.
0: Okay. So what didn't work for me is out of, it's out of the box, has nothing yeah. to do with the movie. <laughs> okay. The ending of... The movie with the Red Sox winning the World Series. Are
1: you going to talk about the bloody sock?
0: No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Didn't work for me. The Red Sox winning the World Series didn't work. Okay. Because I used to love baseball.
1: Oh, I get it. Yes.
0: I used to love, love baseball. Like as much as I love hockey. I would watch every World Series, live and die on every pitch. Even if, I mean, I like the Mets, so... I didn't see them in the World Series a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then the Red Sox won. And it's like baseball changed. Like something. There was something magical about baseball with the curse of the Bambino. Yeah. And when that was gone, it was like, what's special about this game,
1: though?
0: It's boring.
1: Or maybe you just grew up and realized how boring it is.
0: Some people don't think it's boring, though. Well, I know. There's, oh my gosh, if if your team is in the, like a playoff game, like an elimination game or a World Series to win the World Series or lose the World Series, mm-hmm. in, when you watch a hockey game, there's times in the game for most people that you can like relax a little bit.
1: Okay. Like, mm,
0: there's 50, we're 15 minutes to go in the second period. I can like, I don't have to be on the edge of my seat. <laughs> okay. In a in a crunch time important baseball game there you your heart rate is like at 90% of your target heart rate the whole time it is so intense
1: i am shaking my head because <laughs> i just don't understand
0: it's just so, cuz like the next pitch yeah could be like a home run
1: oh like, There's so few and far between, though.
0: I know. <laughs> that's what, it's like playing Minesweeper.
1: <laughs> so it's like, well, it's, I don't know how to play Minesweeper, so that's...
0: And most baseball fans, unless you're a Yankees fan... Yeah. ...are like, how are we going to fuck this up?
1: <laughs> I do... How is
0: my team going to mess this I up? I
1: think that's what I... I love the Red Sox negativity, that like inherent... like just
0: That's every team except the Yankees. That's every team.
1: Well, well, I think like how they there's a line in Fever Pitch like they don't just lose; they raise it to an art form. Yeah, I I really love that. I love that. um, I guess it's a lot of sports, but it seems like baseball. But then I just have such a disdain for baseball that I just like. I don't. I just hate it all.
0: I don't hate it, but. I mean, the myths have I like, been in the I world like series. I like the
1: history. I, I mean, I guess I like the idea of the history behind it. Yeah. And the curse of the Bambino. At least it's not actually watching the game. Like I can deal with the culture surrounding the game if I don't have to actually look at a game, because it's just I don't know. It offends my eyes to watch people play sports. But and you um, married
0: a sports fanatic PE teacher. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> And I kick a ball and it goes behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, like, not good at anything but lifting weights. <laughs> but...
0: All right. So, th- that was what didn't work for me. It had nothing to do with the movie. The movie, nothing did it work for me in this movie.
1: You're just... You yearn for the time, the good old days, when the curse was still in effect.
0: When I was a kid, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also really liked the song. I think that's another reason I like the Red Sox, because when you have the dropkick Murphy's sing your like your theme song, like that's that's good. That like that's really you know, you're you're lucky. That's a really good Tessie's like a greatest sports song. And uh it's real it's really fun to like see them live and do Tessie because they
0: go bananas.
1: They're a really great live group to see because they love their fans and they love their fans love them and they play like medium size, small medium venues and like everybody is just really like there's so much love in the room. And it's, like, just so fun to see them. And everybody sings along with all of the songs. And, like, they bring all the women on stage to sing Kiss Me, I'm Shit-Faced. And they bring all the men on stage to sing um, the song from The Departed. And, like, it's just really interactive. Um, So, yeah.
0: All right. So let's go back across the pond. Okay. To Jolly Old England. (laughs) <laughs> what was your favorite part of the original fever pitch?
1: I mean, I'm going to go back to that Colin Firth's facial expressions. Like he really just he added so much nuance to his character that was not written in the script. Yeah. But just his face. It's like he like he would start to smile and then realize like, oh, I shouldn't be smiling, so I'm gonna like tone it down a little bit. Or he would get embarrassed that he was so happy about something and he would just, you know, like like cloud over his smile a little bit. And these are just not like he's just such a great actor. They don't um it doesn't seem like it's uh like a forced reaction that he's giving. It's just it's just so natural. Like, he really embodies his characters. And I can't believe... I've seen him in so many things. I've seen him in The King's Speech when he won his Oscar, mm-hmm. and Pride and Prejudice, and The English Patient, which he did the year after Fever Pitch, and, like, all these dramatic roles. And I haven't... I always knew he was good, but I didn't know the extent of his... Um. Yeah, like, brilliance in this movie, when he just, like... The tiniest tint of a change in facial expression when the script was giving him nothing. I think that was that was one of my favorite parts. And I end the humor. I really loved the humor. Yeah, I
0: I guess my favorite part is kind of an extension of what worked Mm -hmm. where like how Colin Firth just uh, really captured what it's like to be a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A tormented sports fan. Of a team that just constantly lets you down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of three of them. Yeah, <laughs> although Florida State is more not—they've won more. No, they've lost a lot too. Um, <clears throat> and the Mets and the Rangers and the Giants have been like the my, my most successful team. Yeah, they've—I've seen them win a Super Bowl every decade I've been alive. <laughs> so
1: uh Oh, I also liked Ruth Gemmel that one scene. Uh <clears throat> they have like nothing to do with each other and then she's caught in the rain he offers to drive Oh her home, yeah. And then he's like having a cup of tea or something in like her house. You that part? I did. Why? I liked it for her sake.
0: Okay. Explain.
1: Okay, so, well, first of all, I think of, like, British romances, and I think of these, like, tormented people who (laughs) hate each other, and then they're, like, they're having sex. Yeah. Like, and it's just, they, like, they have to pretend they hate each other because they just can't deal with life, like, not together. And (laughs) and there's, like, so much at stake, so they have to, like, keep up the charade. And and then they just can't do it anymore, and they just need each other, and that's what I think of. Like that's what um, I thought all romance was because I grew up watching like British romances. Yeah, and then this movie is like, if I had seen this when I was twelve, I would have been like, this is the, this is awful. <laughs> this is the most. It is the most American scene I've seen in a British movie, and she, he has. He asked her, "Can I smoke in here?" And she said, "No, but you can stay the night." <laughs> I was like, "What? He's, How he easy was, like, was that? He didn't do anything." <laughs> I know. I okay, so I hated it for her psychologically, but I also loved it because she just like
0: she took what she, she just, wanted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good job. You know, people didn't do that often. I would imagine in 1989, or it's not shown on shown that women did that very often um so yeah i mean it was
0: 97 so
1: and i like that it still wasn't even that clear like uh what? so wait on the couch yeah (laughs) so what does that mean like it's not raining that hard (laughs) i I can drive have
0: a car (laughs) that you just got out of um yeah also my favorite part i mean uh the way he captured a tormented sports fan, yeah, but he brought it to another level because he was more tormented than of other things than just sports. He really needed like a mental health counselor. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when the Arsenal's final game to win the Premiership, yeah, and they needed to score two goals,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because be... they
0: they probably lost the first game against whoever they were playing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one one nil as they say. Yeah. So the way that if you're not familiar with the Premier League, they play each other twice a year, one away, one home, and if you split the games, mm-hmm. meaning I win one, you win one, yeah, they go with the aggregate score. Okay. So if I lose my first game one nothing, I have to win two to one. Okay. To win. Okay. Like to get the tiebreaker, yeah, and probably it was probably they needed. I don't know. I don't know how the situation was. They did didn't really explain it. And I'm not i I'm not a big premiership fan. I watch it every weekend just to watch it. I don't have a favorite team really.
1: Are you saying premiership?
0: That's what that's what's what it's called.
1: Okay, I've heard you say that before, and I didn't know what that.
0: It's the league.
1: Okay, I didn't know what that last, ending of the word. (laughs) Well,
0: they needed two goals to win, and they get Arsenal gets one goal, and he's (laughs) happy at first, but he doesn't want to let him. Like I know what he's doing; he doesn't want to let him get up too high. Yeah, because if they don't win, he doesn't want to like crash.
1: Well, and it's like it's a different thing to get so close and then not get it.
0: Yeah. And he's like, they would do that. They would score a goal, get our hopes up. <laughs> and what the, the what's like? Mark Strong goes, "Well, you want them to get the second one before they get the first one,"
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is the perfect. I love, but their, he said it their... all
0: Britishy and like uh, in a phrase that would they would say. I know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that it's... was my favorite part of yeah. that movie.
1: <laughs> I'm also very thankful that we watched that with the closed captioning on because. <laughs> Oh, well, I have trouble, I have trouble, like, you know, discerning accents. I'm so bad at it. And, uh, yeah, they just, they they talked so fast and used so much British slang that reading it, I could get it. But just if I had to listen to them talk, I wouldn't have understood half no, the film. No. It would have been, like, Guy Ritchie movie.
0: I'd actually seen this movie before, too, when we first got married. yeah. On Netflix, back when Netflix was the only game in town for streaming <laughs> yeah. stuff, and I liked it then. I still like it, but yeah, I would say that's my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> you want to forget the second really one funny. before they
1: get the first one. <laughs> I really, um, the Colin Firth, like he gets gun, he gets mad when he thinks they're gonna lose, and he puts on his jacket and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna go to the pub. I can't deal with this anymore." And he puts on his jacket and stands by the door. He ends up watching the whole game, standing by the door with his jacket on. I, like, as a sports... Hater? No, as a sports fan... Uh, fan. <laughs> I, a I... sports fan fan? Yeah. What is that? You're a fan I'm of a sports fans? a fan of sports fans, like you. <laughs> um... Yeah, I thought that was so, like, hyper-realistic.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's going to go to the pub like it's not, not going to be on there.
1: I know. <laughs> well, I think maybe if... He, I I think he knew it would be on there. I just think maybe he... I don't know. With other people or another... A different crowd, it would be different.
0: Th- that reminds me of... Uh... Uh, There's an HBO documentary called "Shot Heard Around the World." Yeah, it was about the New York Baseball Giants. Yeah, versus the Brooklyn Dodgers for mm-hmm. the pennant. And Larry King, who was from Brooklyn,
1: the old man Larry King. Yeah. Okay.
0: Huge Dodgers fan. I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but the Dodgers were losing or something. He just left his house and walked. And he walked like twenty miles away from his house because he just couldn't take it. <laughs> 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 it was a story he told. that reminded me. That just reminded me of that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So back to the United States. Yep. Favorite part of Red Sox Fever Pitch. Hmm. There's some good parts in this. I movie. know. Real good parts. I was hoping you had it in your head because I don't have one yet either.
1: Well. I really like where they're grilling and drinking in the park,
0: you like that part, and
1: he and he does his Jimmy Stewart voice <laughs> because I just I love Jimmy Stewart. I feel like Jimmy Fallon is the new Jimmy Stewart, so I thought it was perfect. yeah, I was gonna say
0: that yesterday, but I thought you guys would get mad at me. no that I... anyone could replace Jimmy Stewart,
1: well, and they can't, <laughs> but I think I think they're sort of similar, like they they, they look a little they similar have too. no sex appeal, they're not attractive. I mean, Jimmy Stewart, there was like a five year period where he was okay looking, but he's just generally, he wasn't an attractive person, Yeah. but he just had, he was the most heroic human being ever. And he, um, like he was just such a, a good kind person. And I think Jimmy Fallon is similar to that.
0: <laughs> Who said, Did you say your mom's like, he does a good Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Stewart impression.
1: I think she said it, but I was, like, I was agreeing.
0: I was like, all you got to do is sound goofy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> My favorite part of that movie was, oh, man. I think when he was, like, divvying out the games. Yes. And he made them all dance. dance. <laughs>
1: That's some Devil Ray dancing right That's there. That's some Devil Ray dancing.
0: That's not Yankee dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and when he threw the football and he hit the principal yeah, he just grabbed any kids, like, you're coming with me. Yeah. That's something I would totally do. <laughs> but your mom asked, like, is that how you are in school? It's like, no, I'm like really mean. <laughs> like,
1: <I'm- laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really like the scenes were short and like everything was like just quick. Yeah. And I think that really worked for this. I think it works for rom-coms in general. Um that like really short, snappy, like just get in, show the character, get out, like leave leave the audience just like they don't know what hit them really. Yeah. Uh it's just oh, there's it's just they know something special. There's something special about this movie. And I think that's that's the style of filmmaking. And the Farelli brothers did a really great job with it. Yeah. I'd imagine.
0: I'd imagine. I wonder how many of our listeners maybe not have seen either of these movies. I don't know. If you haven't, you should. They're both good. Yeah. Uh, favorite character? Do you want to do out of both movies or favorite character? Yeah, from each? out
1: of both movies. Um, I, I
0: have from each.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead.
0: Because my favorite was his friend.
1: Yeah. Mark Strong's character. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. He
0: was my. Because he was like. He he grounded him as much as he could.
1: Yeah.
0: And in a, in a world where that guy had no one to ground him. Yeah. Because his mom was obsessed with Arsenal too.
1: I know. <laughs> it was nice that all the people in his life ended up caring about Arsenal because they care about him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I feel like wouldn't happen. If it weren't for a movie.
0: Yeah, you don't care about my teams.
1: No. Okay. And it's not because, uh, like, I don't care about you. It's because, like, I have stuff that I care about. But I feel like nobody else had anything they cared about. And then he had this thing. Yeah. And I think it's the same way with the other movie, the Ferrelli the brothers. And all she cared about was work. All she, yeah. And that was great. She made a lot of money and she did a really cool job. And I think that is awesome. But at the same time, yeah, she didn't have any hobbies. But she did end up really liking the Red Sox. She got yeah. into the games. And she uh, she got all those books and started reading about it. And she was really intrigued by it.
0: Was she your favorite character?
1: Um, I like her, especially when she was explaining to the kids about how math. Yeah. Um, she was really good with the kids who were... We're on a field trip to see math in in real world math in the real world. And I liked how she explained it that that her job was doing math all day. And I think that's really that was really awesome. I really appreciate a woman who like, you know, dresses super like corporate feminine and has a great personality and her job is to do math it's not just you know i feel like these corporate people just like sit there and like click on stuff all day and then go to meetings that should have been emails and like i feel like they don't do anything and i think it showed her like she was actually using her brain and using skills that she learned in school not skills that she learned on the job and didn't really need a college degree for
0: she asked she has the (laughs) kids when you see license plates or numbers or anything do you like Rearrange them and add them in different ways and put them in different sequences, and the one kid goes, "She knows my sacred shame."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Hank does that all the time. He so does.
0: he's a mathlete, <laughs> yeah, and an athlete, yeah. No one says you can't be both. They're nope. not mutually exclusive. Yep. Uh, my favorite character. Who is? You never said your favorite character.
1: Uh, I don't really have one.
0: Uh, Jimmy Fallon was my favorite. Yeah, he was. He was funny. And he was.
1: He was fun to watch. Yeah. And I mean, and he did turn into like, there's a winter guy and summer guy yeah. and winter guy. was like the perfect boyfriend and summer guy is the perfect boyfriend, but also uh, really into his sport. Yeah. But they also, I think they, even though he had the same level of dedication to his fandom as Colin Firth, they made it more, uh, I don't know. It's they didn't really tone it down. They just colored it a little bit differently.
0: It didn't <laughs> seem as um, Jimmy Fallon's didn't seem as destructive, right? As Colin First did. Colin, yeah. Colin First was destructive. Yeah. Like his girlfriend called him out. Like, like when you're when you were old enough to go to Arsenal games by yourself, you stopped talking to your dad because you didn't need him anymore.
1: I know. Well, that was very that's very autistic. I think. I thought that was... I was like,
0: holy shit.
1: <laughs> I get it.
0: She cut deep. <laughs>
1: yeah. I liked that about his character. Like, his dad was pretty wor- pretty worthless.
0: He lived in another country, though. Oh, he did? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's
0: Europe. It's like living in a different state.
1: Yeah. Well, I still didn't like his dad very much, so I thought it was cool that Why? he... Cause he didn't do anything with a girl, I guess. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I thought you'd say that.
1: I mean <clears throat>
0: it was the sixties. I mean right. not that that's ugh, that's not a great excuse. But that's just how things were. And I know. they're different now. And I, I did feel bad for his daughter. Yeah. And I think he he finally broke through with his son that he didn't want to give up the Arsenal games. Mm-hmm. And they seems like they always went to an Arsenal match. They did, and he never had time for his daughter. Yeah, because he didn't want to lose the thing he had with his son.
1: That's true. But then at the same time, like he didn't like that his son only wanted to. So I think the fact that he wasn't, you know, you know, he wasn't accepting of his son's like hyper focus. Yeah, I I don't know.
0: So should he have like broken that?
1: No. No, he should have accepted it. And he just kept have. going
0: to Arsenal games? Yeah. And got a third ticket for the daughter?
1: Yes. Why would you not just bring her? They're women <laughs> soccer fans. Yeah. Well. I mean, it did it show was... her playing with Barbies. So we're, yeah. we're sort of led to believe that she wouldn't have enjoyed the soccer game. But...
0: I mean, he could have easily have started a new thing. Like one week, we'll go to the Arsenal game. One week, Sweetie, and they might we're going have done that,
1: and it just wasn't a big enough deal yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah.
0: All right. So,
1: how did the characters change
0: throughout the story?
1: Well, the biggest issue is that Colin Firth's character didn't change. He didn't change at all, and that was that was horrible.
0: Well, Ruth Gemmell's char- character changed. Yeah, she became a doormat.
1: Exactly like I want this dude so bad even though he offers me nothing literally Brings nothing
0: to the table <laughs> except for a paycheck which is probably like
1: going all going to the arsenal
0: well and 30 cents more an hour than hers yeah <laughs> cuz it was the 80s um <laughs> what about the other one I think we talked about that already how they changed
1: yeah, I mean, obviously he. Yeah, he, he was
0: willing to give up his his season tickets, his connection to his uncle, and to his the the thing that like helped him grow up for mm-hmm. her, like yeah. just to not be reminded of his heartbreak. Yeah, and she changed by letting, not allowing that, not allowing that to happen. But I didn't she... want to say letting him keep his tickets. She didn't let him. She just. I don't know. what's a good way of she articulating forced
1: him to keep his ticket. Yeah, she did. I mean, not, you know, not in a bad way, but she, yeah, she. Uh, yeah. She said, do not do this. It's, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it. We'll make it.
0: We'll make this work. <clears throat> well, yep. I think that's a great place to end this. I agree. And with that, we thank you for listening. Don't forget, we need that. We want that 100 ratings.
1: Yeah, and don't forget to download my book, Well, That Was Awkward, on Amazon today and tomorrow because it's free.
0: Um, go give us those ratings. We'll talk to you next week.